AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Get big brand fragrances at the lowest prices. This is the House of Aths. It most certainly is right across the SEN radio network. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We are back. Hello to you. Get involved. You know what to do. <laughs> Here he is. Straight off. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you want to say g'day, 0433981116. Hello, buddy. Where you been? Oh, you better stop it. We are back, he reckon. <laughs> you We're are back, back Cameron. Mate. You are back. The step was never lost. He was never gone. He <laughs> was here patiently waiting, mate. Patiently waiting for the big guy to return from his... Uh, hey. Whirlwind tour of America that he, that he annually does with his loot, his his booty of money that he collects during <laughs> racing carnival time. Well, so I, uh, I, I actually uh, popped over. I just wanted to um, I wanted to just see for just eight or nine days how you lived when you went over to Los Angeles. And <laughs> I, I actually correct me if I'm wrong here. We have got so much to get into the the chemist warehouse. Australian summer of athletics is about to fire off. The Zatapec's about to fire up. And I've got an idea around the Zatapec, or in fact, around the man, the yeah. superstar, the legend that was Zatapec that I'm going to throw to you in a minute. But oh, I want, yes. somebody said to me, I was in Los Angeles last week, had a great time. Thanks for asking. Uh, somebody once said to me, <laughs> first of all, I said, we love your show, right? This particular person said, we love the athletic show. We love what you and John Stephenson do. And they were more relating to you. But... They then said, can you ask Johnny Steph about the time yes. he where he lived in Los Angeles? And I didn't know where you lived. I had no idea of your living arrangements. I knew you trained over there and all the rest of it. This person suggested to me that while you were training, striving to be one of the great 400-meter athletes in the world and led to two Commonwealth Games gold medal, Olympic silver medal, money, lucrative deals all around the world, you were living in a Bel Air guest house. Is this true? Is it true? <laughs> yes or no? I, I So while you're training, you're living in a ballet guest house. Is that true? Yeah, this is true. Oh. <laughs> I feel... I, bell- I, feel, I, feel that, I feel like this question is coming with judgment. And, I'm not judging you. Uh, I just don't uh, know uh, how many uh, athletes uh, actually just... lived in ballet while they were chasing the glory of the Olympic Games. It was hard work, Cam. Oh, I mean, and you're not, you're not you're not you're not giving this a lot of context, to be honest. Here, well, but give me some context. I, no, yeah, I, I did, and um, uh, you know, previously before that, I was uh, like many athletes, yes, trying to make my way in this world of track and field, and doing it quite tough, living it out of a car, and then I um, the step started uh, performing a lot better, and <laughs> so, and um, <laughs> so you went and, from uh, and I, you went from living in a me. hostel when you were starting to get going. To winning an Olympic silver medal, and you just moved into a Battle Air guest house that I believe had its own pool. <laughs> Is this true? Look again. I feel there's judgment coming with this question. You're not putting I'm a lot not of context judging. towards. So, I'm not judging. So, uh, yes, this is all very true. Uh, <laughs> a very good, remarkable. very good friend of mine. Um, 
Uh, he had a beautiful home out in uh, Bel Air, and uh, is it the is we, it was uh, it the Herkshaws? Yeah, the Herskews. The Herskews, um, sorry, yep. He was he was he was a great man to me, and um, and uh, and it was actually after Olympic silver medal, to be honest. It was uh, that was um, right before World Championships in 05. Oh, so I, um, I, I did my time, Cam. I did my time in the car. Yeah, uh, I did my time in the hostels, and yeah. I thought it was time for a little step, just like the Fresh Prince did. I thought I'd step <laughs> it up to Bel Air, and we all saw where 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 Will Smith went. He went from the Fresh Prince. He went to Hancock in pursuit of happiness. He went to all these great slapping people. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to slapping Chris Rock. Oh. Now that's coming. That's soon to come for Johnny Step. I have a give somebody that's me. a red hot slap. Yeah, I have a feel that's uh, me. Oh, but um, I, look, I, I'm glad you were doing a little bit of intel on the step. But I, uh, I, legitimately, I, I didn't chase anything. I was in a, it was in a, in a bar in Los Angeles, and this person said to me, "We love this show. When you get back, ask Johnny Step about his Bel Air." guest house and that blew my mind yeah. i'd never thought no, about was, where you live but no, ballet no, would have been the was, last guest it was so cool it was it was such a cool play and it was just such a cool like i was right next to ucla and i actually had some of the best training months of my life um being i uh, well training years in my life mm-hmm. sort of being there and just sort of um yeah it was it was awesome it was it was oh, and look man i all serious all seriousness yeah. now it's kind of it's kind of why the reason I do the show. It's why I'm still involved with Athletics Australia Good. from my own personal front. Is I was a young 20-year-old um, man, never ran as a junior. Mm-hmm. I did school carnivals and played rugby and I boxed as an athlete, as a, as a fighter. Yep. And um, I found myself in two years living in Bel Air with Olympic silver medal and making a final world championships and the rest is history. Um, I believe I'm nothing special. And if I can do it, any kid that puts their mind into doing this stuff can can really do it. Um, and it's why the same people that gave to me to get to where I am today, I'm trying to give back the same way by trying to speak my truth. And this show allows me to do it. Um, the things I do with the commercial stuff and bringing in money for Athletics Australia is, again, is to help fund the sport to survive. The great people at Chemist Warehouse, Mario understood my yes. vision, Puma understand my vision, Bjorn at Adidas now as a CEO, he understands the vision, and all the partners that have been, Steve Cohen from Athletes Foot, same awesome guy. Um, but again, you got to pass it down, and and hopefully, if I can keep doing this, it, it'll encourage other athletes to pass it down as well. So, um, but yeah, all that happened, and it was unreal. Bloody, it was it was the best time. My honestly, it was the best time my career came. Like after that, the sport became a business for me, and then I started getting. You know, I I started the more you speak your mind, mm-hmm. you you start to then find enemies, and then it became hard for me after that. But up until that point, man, I was living the dream. It was so bloody cool, unreal. Hey, yeah. Uh... It's an exciting time because the Chemist Warehouse Summer of Athletics here in Australia is about to start. It starts with the Zatapec on Saturday night in Melbourne. We're going to talk specifically about that in a moment. But this is, this is you talk about that wonderful time there, Johnny. The, the fact is these athletes are now, so for someone like Jack Rayner, who's already been an Olympian but desperately wants to get to Paris in 2024, he's in ripping form. The weather is, is interesting, bit of rain about, but there's nothing better than the opportunity that is presented to these, these athletes, male and female come Saturday night because you can book your ticket to the greatest track and field festival you can get in Paris in 2024. It days away. No, 100% Cam. And uh, look, the, the only issue I have with this is it, it is so far out from Olympic Games. And mm-hmm. I, I always mention that. And, and I think it puts a bit of pressure on the athletes. But, the, you know, athletes, athletes are so war-hardened, man, that they're just used to doing this year in, year out. 
Um, I, I think Jack Rain will be hard to beat. Patrick Tiernan will be featuring some ways. Yep, absolutely. A horseman when 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 he performs and um and, uh, and again, jeez, oh, he's in form on. too. He, he was he was great in Boston a couple of weeks ago in that half marathon, Patrick. So he he's in form as well. Oh uh, well, yeah, but I think I think I think all his training will be geared towards you know towards the marathon 42. and. Um, and and I think you know that'll make it hard if there's a turn of foot in the race. I reckon that'll make it make make it hard for uh, for for Patrick to sort of deal with that. And those that don't really understand um, running, you you maybe you can explain this a bit better, Cam. If you related to horse racing, really, I mean, it's like taking a Melbourne Cup 3200 horse and putting him against Absolutely. Black Caviar or Winks. Um, if there's a turn of foot there, it'll um, doesn't mean the horse is no good. It just means it's not suited to the distance. Yep. So um, that's that's uh, that's something which I think. But look, man, again. Um, our sport is growing brick by brick, Cam. Mm. And we're doing all these small things brick by brick. And, you know, with now with this event coming up on the weekend, um, with On Running supporting it, um, you know, and, and seeing how much of a festival that's going to become, um, this is what our sport needs. Um, our sport has never been lost. You know, it's just been to somewhat degree overshadowed by the big commercialized sports, but our athletes have been there. World championships prove that by the performances that we achieve. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good night. And if you're out in Melbourne, make sure you go out and check it out. Uh, uh, I think, um, I think it'll be worth looking at. Now I, I just want to just quickly. So our man Zadipek. Well, not our man, but he won the, he's a, he won the greatest athletes of all time, right? He's the only man to win the five, the 10, and the marathon at the same Olympic Games, which is remarkable. His wife, also an outstanding athlete, Olympic medalist in the javelin, right? Let me throw this towards you, Johnny Steph, and see if, you could, if this could work in 2023. So when he, in, uh, he won the five and the 10, and then he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to enter the marathon, right? Now, it was, a different, it was a different day and age back then. So you could just yeah. simply, you could just simply sort of say, "Hey, you know what? I want to enter, right?" Let me, let me. Oh, come on, Cam. I mean, you don't even know what I'm going to say yet. All right, go on. I think that if you win an Olympic gold medal in track and field, you automatically get a wild card to enter another event on the program if you wish. I love it. So absolutely love it. If you it. win the hundred and you're not qualified, right? You're not qualified for the two hundred. You chose not to, but then you're in ripping form. You win a hundred meters. Olympic gold medal, and then you're like, you know what I want to do? I want to, I want to enter the 200. You win the 200. Love it. Love it. Now, now the schedules it. have to work. If you win the 800, hey, you want to have a crack at the 15. You win the 10K yeah. and you're in ripping form. And the, now the scheduling is always tough because it's a, it's a short time. And we will have yeah. events where we have four from the same country clearly. But I, I think yeah. if you win a gold medal and you're in the form of your life, even if you haven't yeah. qualified or entered officially, you get a wild card to enter another event. Yeah, I, mate, I agree. I love it. I, and I think, look, to put a bit of context around that, um, if you're winning a gold medal in, in the 10, 5, mm -hmm. 1500, 400, 200, 100, long jump, triple jump, yep. those two marry, discus, shot put, hammer throw, they all, javelin, they all marry to a certain extent. Um, then, uh, then, excuse me, then, hey, you, you surely got to have a chance to be able to, to, to win a medal if you're a distance runner, mm -hmm. if you can win the 10K, you should be competitive in the in the 1500. I don't think you'd be that far off. Mm -hmm. um, if you're winning the 100 meters, you should be competitive in the 200. And if you're Fred Curley, win the 100, I, I pretty much guarantee you'd be able to run 44 seconds in the 400. So, um, you know, if he's in good shape, he wins the 100 at the game. So I, I love the idea. I think I think it throws up that little wild card possibility. Our sport's so rigid at times. Yep. I don't think it'll allow for that because um, it's just sometimes it's just 
yeah, it's 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 run by history and not by evolution. Mm-hmm. And um and and people get find will find it hard to get their heads around throwing somebody in last minute um without them having the right bib number to the right uh, amount of people per heats and someone in heats going to be one short and then it'll affect broadcasting because now the there's going to be one more extra heat because you know it'll be a number of factors that'll play why that couldn't work but in talking about as far as does that person deserve to jump into an event if he's wanted if he or she's won a gold medal 100 yeah. percent and you know what we never thought we'd see a world where we have an olympic games with no spectators too johnny steph things you have to evolve and yeah. be flexible, and that's obviously a major negative. Yeah. This would be a huge positive. Yeah. I, I would like to say and I, we're talking athletics here, but yeah. I, I would like to see it in in anything swimming. And I think, and I, I think, and I, I think, think water athletics, yeah. water athletics are going down that path. Talking yep. to Jamie Fox, who's now a big part of water athletics um, within their media Marcom's uh, side of the business, um, they understand that they need to. They he's, he's come from a Formula One background, and you see what Formula One's doing. Um, with Infinity and how they're sort of marketing and positioning um, their Formula One um, events with Vegas and now finishing Abu Dhabi, um, they're realizing that they, you know, they need to be innovative and they need to be able to take a few more risks and they need to have a bit of evolution um, with the way the sport's looked at. So I think we're a bit we're catching up slowly, absolutely. Um, but it's definitely something which they understand they need to do. Oh, and I think, and clearly you mentioned sort of Formula One and, and Drive to Survive and, and all the rest of it and and the documentaries, which right now in a sporting sense are like the absolute creme de la creme of conversations when it comes to entertainment. And there's an athletics rumored documentary, although it might actually be locked in, even if the athletes are not for 2024. I think there'd be a no, great- No, it is. No, it's no, locked there, in. there is locked a documentary in. on All Netflix. Right. It's locked in. So it's actually starring my coach, John Smith. So the athletes, so, um, are the athletes which, locked in? The athletes are locked in. I think it's Noah Lyles. I think it's um, Tulu from yep. the Ivory Coast. Yep. Uh, and I, I, I can't remember the third or fourth. Okay. People are, but they are, and the coaches are John Smith, Dennis Mitchell. Um, so these are personalities of the game, right? These are great oh, personalities I mean, to have. You, you, I mean, if, and I mean, it's going to be, a, it's going to be absolutely those that love track and field and those that don't are going to really love watching this. And they're the same people that did try to survive, so they understand how to form. And my coach doesn't pull any punches, mm-hmm. and neither does Dennis Mitchell. So they're two characters in the game, which I think, and we know Noah allows how he how he sells the sport. So. Um, you're right, Cam. I mean, I know where you're going with your with your with your rationale, yeah. And um, and I, like I said, we are. They were filming in Budapest, so I did actually see them filming in Budapest, mm-hmm. which is really cool, Cam. So we're going to get a lot of behind the scenes of Budapest. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting. I love it. Wherever you might be, get involved. I just think that imagine the conversation. You win an Olympic gold medal, you're on high, and then all of a sudden you're in with your your support crew. You're in with your yeah. world athletics, or you know whoever it might well, be in the room this... saying, "Hey, do you want to run? Hey, there's a wild card here. The 200 meter heats are tomorrow. Do you want to do it? I think there's an intriguing Can. conversation. If they gave me that question at Commonwealth Games in 06, I would have ran the 200. And I'm a firm believer I would have won the 200. Really, you would have ran and... the 200. I would have ran the 200, and I'm a massive believer I would have won the 200. So who won I mean, the 200? Won. Who won the 200 Omar, that year? Omar, 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 I'm not going to say Omar McLeod because he's 110, but his first name's Omar. Okay. He's a 200-meter specialist from Jamaica, and he ran 20.7, I think he won, or 20.6, which I would have, I mean, been, I would have backed myself in, I would have ran that time. So, But it's easy to say that in hindsight. And talking like a true sprinter, you know, you believe you can run whatever you need to run, come to win. So, but I do believe I would have put my hand up and said yes, I would have ran for sure. I, I really think there's there's something in that that can add yeah, some definitely. intrigue. I'm just I'm just having a little look here. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Omar Brown, 
He mm-hmm. beat uh, Stephen Buckland from the Mar- from Mauritius and Chris Williams, Jamaica. So there you go. Just what was the time? Let's see. Uh, why can't I find the time? I do not know why I can't see the time here. Not uh, a bad memory on the staff, eh? A brilliant memory. Just, oh, here we go. Results. Oh, geez, I've got, to go, I've got to go through all the heats first. Hang on a second. They're not making this easy for me. We'll get all the way to the bottom. So Omar, he ran 2.4. Actually, both, both, both first and second ran a 2.47. Chris yeah. Williams, 2.52. Patrick Johnson, the Australian, of course, 2059 for fourth. Uh, Aaron Armstrong uh, ran fifth in 2061. You yep. saying Bolt got run out of the heats or the semis, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't run it. He, he, he must have been DQ. He must have been down to start, but didn't run. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I, I know that he was definitely DNS. he was definitely uh, entered. But there you go. I'll take your word for it. Hey, we're gonna squeeze a break in. Remember, a couple of months ago, we spoke before the Sydney Marathon with Wayne Laden, and we spoke about this becoming a major yeah. marathon. Well, yeah, we've continually talked like, hey, they're on the right direction, and you will believe it. They absolutely are. Wayne to join us next to explain what the hell's going on. And honestly, it's all good news. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Get big brand fragrances at the lowest prices. This is the House of Aths. It most certainly is. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse, Johnny Stephenson, Cam Luke, and of course, Johnny Steph. Remember a few yes, months mate. ago, leading into the Sydney Marathon, we had a chat to our main yes. man, Wayne Larden, who, who runs, he, he, he not only just runs Sydney Marathon, but he, he essentially runs Sydney nowadays. And he's the man, Cameron. He's, he's the man. You're downplaying it. He's the man. Well, he's making big moves. He's yeah, from oh, Mount Druid. There's no bigger he's move. He's making big moves, mate. There's no bigger move than this because it was all about making the Sydney Marathon a major. We spoke about what it had to do to pass certain qualifying phases and he explained what they needed to do. And you know what? They bloody well knocked it out of the park. And now, as we head to 2024, it looks like... Now, we haven't had one become a major since 2013, which was Tokyo. So it is not easy to do. There's so few major marathons it's around the world. It absolutely is. And as per, we only get winners on this show. And Wayne Laden is back, of course. <laughs> we're talking Sydney Marathon. We're talking the CEO. We're talking the race director. We're talking the unofficial mayor now of Sydney. Wayne, as we welcome you back, man, you told us what you had to do. You've done it. First tick in the books, man. Congratulations. You're on the right way. Yes, well done, Wayne. Lovely. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Steph. Yeah, it's been a it's been a, a, a big, big and difficult journey since we last spoke, as you can imagine. You know, organizing any marathon in any city is, is hard, but organizing a marathon in Australia's biggest city, as you can imagine, and closing fifty kilometers of Sydney's roads is is a real challenge. So <laughs> You know, any normal event we 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 deliver is difficult, but this year we had to meet 104 point criteria as part of, you know, being a candidate race for the Abbott World Marathon Majors, and you know it was tough. You know, we we had to change a lot of things. We worked extremely hard. Um, you know, we delivered an event like we've never delivered it before in extremely hot conditions, um, but you know we got it there, and thankfully. We've just been told last week, we've been waiting with bated breath since September when we ran the event, waiting for the official, you know, result of the candidacy assessment. Got it last week and we passed. So we're halfway there. So, Cam, 
Ken, you got a horn or something you can play with? What, what, what sound effects we got there? Uh, play uh, something, Ken. That was okay. your cue. Okay. That was your cue, Okay, Ken. how about this? How about this? This gets everyone excited because I, I, I think this is a song that everyone likes. The dart song, man. Everyone's fired on up. I can't hear it, Ken. You can't hear it? <laughs> nah. Oh, well. You, you, wait. The moment's lost, Cam. Oh, well, tell you what, you, gotta, you knew what news was coming. You could have at least tuned it up. He's been in LA, rubbing shoulders with Hollywood's finest. He's come back. He's a little, he's a little, little, little sticky in the blocks today. I did, man, I did, but it's I, all right. I, did, well, I bumped well, into, I bumped into Kip Chogi. I said, "Mate, won't believe it. We're about to be a major in Sydney. Make sure you get your ass down there in the next couple of years." <laughs> but wait, uh, before we before we get into the details of, uh, you said you know you do other events. What other events are you doing at the moment alongside uh the marathon and we do it we we own a number of other events ourselves like sydney harbour 10k like real insurance sydney harbour 10k happens in july it's a 5k mm. and a 10k um yeah. it's sort of a, a warm-up race for the for the sydney marathon um so that's a great one you know starts and finishes at the rocks um we, we delivered bondi to manly a couple of weeks ago an ultra event we delivered a, a wellness walk for mental health um we've got in the new year, the um, Australia Day wheelchair race. We've got a dragon boating event. We've got a trail event in the new year. Um, a whole host of other things. But, you know, the Sydney Marathon, we, we work on all year round. So, yeah. you know, from event day, like we, we open entries on event day for the next year's race. And yep. we're yep. like day after, we're taking feedback. We're getting debriefs. This year, we had all of the race directors from the World Marathon Majors in Sydney to yeah. see what Sydney Marathon was about. And yep. they were just so excited and dumbfounded at just how much potential the Sydney Marathon has. And all of them said, this is the next major. It was like Hugh Brasher went on record and, and said, like, this is incredible. You know, this is this is what we want. You know, Ted Medalist, the New York City Marathon race director, was there. And, you know, they were all just glowing with praise about Sydney yeah. And the prospect of Sydney becoming a major, you know. Yeah. Of course, also afterwards, they gave us real, um, honest, real feedback on what we needed to do next year to make sure we got the tick again. And and you know, the main thing that came out of that, and this was on the afternoon of the race this year, was we need to deliver next year a World Marathon Majors course. So all of our focus now is on. How do we change the Sydney Marathon route, the start, location, and a whole bunch of stuff? Hang on, wait, hang on. You say that, yeah, you say course. So for this, for the not so savvy marathoners, which is Le Steph, um, when you say changing the course, do you mean make it faster? Do you mean make it more um, high performance for for like a Kipchoge or like the elite athlete? What does that mean? What does that actually mean yeah. when they say make it a marathon majors course? It's not, no, it's not. It's not about um, making it more friendly to Kipchoge, to be honest. And, and let's face it, Sydney is hilly. Like, we can't flatten Sydney. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be Berlin, Chicago or, you know, or London. We've got a hilly course um, and we've got a hilly city. We can't change that. It's not about that. What it's about is is delivering the sort of experience that the World Marathon Majors average participant will receive in other world majors events so for example what we're talking about is a start venue that has great access you know many different ways to get to the start plenty of space to corral all of the runners and we're talking about 
growing from 17,000 entrants this year to 20 to 25,000 entrants in the marathon. We've got to be able to corral them. We've got to be able to line them up. We've got to, we've got to make them comfortable in the start shoot, and that's just before the gun goes. Mm. We've got to have a course that's a minimum two lanes the whole way, right? We've got to have a footprint that's going to expand so we don't have, you know, like what we've got now where we've got a restricted footprint and we've got to do out and backs to make up distance. No, we've got to expand the footprint so we can go one-way flow, you know. We're not going out and back, you know, to make up distance. It's got to flow around the city. It's got to be a really nice journey for the runners um, to experience, which is what they get at, at all of the other World Marathon majors. That's the sort of things we're talking about. And what that hasn't been done, Wayne, purely because of like logistics, like you said earlier with with the city in the past, because of I, I like to think financial reasons play a big part in that as well. Um, now having the backing allows you to sort of do that. Yeah, I think you know events evolve, right? Sydney Marathon has been going since two thousand and one, as you know, it's a legacy of the Olympics, and you got to balance. You know, when you've got a, a big city event, especially in a city like Sydney where, you know, transport options are not quite the same as you have in other big cities. You've got to balance the the running event and the benefits that the running event brings to the city to the impacts it has, right, on the non-running community, right? So in the past, what we've tried to do is let's restrict and, and, and try and reduce the impacts as much as we can so we yeah. can coexist with the Sydney non-running community and have a great event. But the World Marathon Majors isn't about that. It's about opening your city and the city welcoming all the World Marathon Majors runners to the city that day and supporting them and giving them the best possible experience they can have, a World Majors experience where they've got two lanes the whole way. They're not going out and back. You know, they've got a beautiful flow through the city, still experiencing all the great tourist icons, but it's about opening it up and just embracing the World Majors and, and not not quite shutting down the city, but essentially expanding the footprint and, and creating that sort of environment for people to enjoy themselves and, and to experience what they have at the other majors. You might not be able to quantify this, Wayne, but all the hard work of which you spoke about last year in a, in a short turnaround as well, in a short time frame, you know, it, 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 do, do you see you more than 50% on the way to achieving this or is the hard work, what you just explained, is that harder than what you've already had to do in the last 12 months? Again, not an easy question, I know, but do you feel that yeah. the majority of the hard work is kind of done and this is a little easier or is it tougher? I Look, I think if you look at it purely metrically, we've passed one. Yep. We've got to pass another one, mm-hmm. but we're more than 50% there. Yep. I, I think we're probably at about 75% there because I think if we can get the changes that we are required to implement next year approved, which we will, mm-hmm. then we're there. Um, all of the other aspects of the event got ticked, you know, where like the the thing we've got to do now is show them that we can deliver a world majors course and we can do that. We've already, we've already been in discussions with transport for New South Wales right from the, you know, from the time the event finished this year to now, we, we now have what I think is a world majors course and we have great support from transport they, they understand the importance. Government, New South Wales government are fully behind this event. You know, all of government understands the value of bringing the World Marathon Majors to Sydney and what that will deliver in perpetuity forever. 
Well, that was going to be my next question to you, Wayne, was was what support have you been getting? I'd like to think now after such a great event this year with the news that's come out that we've passed stage one, that you'd be getting a lot more support from government, be getting a lot more support uh, from, like you said, from roads, New South Wales and from et cetera. What more do we need to do? What what, what, is, what does Australia need to do? What, what does the athletic community, the sporting community need to do to see this thing get off the ground? I, I think there's multi lives. I'll answer your first your, your... Your first question first, and that is to say that New South Wales government and Destination New South Wales have been on board since we signed the candidacy agreement. They're funded. They're funding this candidacy program. They want the Abbott wow. World Marathon majors in Sydney. They've been hundred percent on board since day one, and they're fully supportive. So that's a big tick, and that's important. And and honestly, we wouldn't be able to do it without them. Secondly, the second part to your question is what do we need to do now with the running community and the broader community? I think the running community um, in Australia needs to look at the World Marathon Majors opportunity as an Australian opportunity, not a Sydney opportunity, because the value of the Abbott World Marathon Majors, I think we discussed this last time, the value of this is going to go well beyond the borders of New South Wales and Sydney, right? It's going to lift running in this country like we've never seen before, right? Like you think about London Marathon, right? It happens in London, but it's not London's marathon. It's England's marathon. Mm. The whole country gets behind it. The well, benefit- it's the, no, well, it's the world's marathon, Wayne. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you from a real layman's perspective, I don't do marathons. I never been into it. Well, right? well, well yeah, but and that's I, not rule I, one out though, Johnny. Hey, that's not on, rule man. out the I future. Think about this last time too, mate. Look, I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the director sportif's car come next year, uh, <laughs> uh, Kev. Uh, but no, no, and and you're right, Wayne. You know, the London Marathon is almost it's these Abbott's marathons become the world's marathon, right? right. It becomes and and if you're in Australia, you watch Tokyo because it's part of it's part of your marathon journey and talking to Mario from chemist where we often talk about this, which you're a big fair supporter of as well, Wayne. And, you know, it's become part of his life. These Abbott's marathons have become part of his life. And this is a guy from Melbourne, Victoria. So when he watches London or Tokyo, it's not Tokyo city's marathon. It's not just Japan's marathon. It becomes part of him. And this is what's going to happen when you, when you look at Sydney marathon, it becomes, it's going to, and you talked about 25,000 people and you've been quite modest there, Wayne. Yeah. Surely the year it becomes an Abbott's Yeah, it'll be 25 or 30. But if you look at all the, all the marathons that are now, there are hundreds of thousands of, there are a hundred thousand people starting these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, people need to think about that. That is just, that is crazy. You know, so, and, and and, and it's capped. And that's cats, you know. Yeah. So you know. So well, it, it, just a few weeks ago, New York City had fifty three thousand finishes. Yeah. Right. So you you can imagine how many entries. You know, this year uh, within a week of um, London Marathon finishing, they had five hundred eighty eight thousand applications for next year's event. Right. The the, the demand. The I want demand, you to say that. I want you to say that again, Wayne. Five hundred and what? 588,000 people applied in the ballot this year to race next year's London Marathon. (laughs) And that's the sort of demand that the World Marathon Majors events command, right? So this is what we're we're bringing to Australia. So the value of this event, the World Majors in Sydney, will be national, right? But more than that, right? So, So what we want, we want 
anyone who runs in Australia to run the Sydney Marathon, we want you to bring your friends. What we want, and most of all, I think this is one of the real positive social outcomes that will happen over time is when we become a major, you know, we'll have these international superstars racing here, right? And what they're going to do is they're going to inspire kids. Kids will come out of their houses on the on the edge of the course and they'll see these Kipchogis, these Kiptums and, you know, Cosguys and all of these yeah. people racing and they'll be inspired to run. And even if they don't become competitive athletes, they will learn from a very young age that running is a normal part of life. Right. And I'll add on. I'll add on to that, Wayne, as well. And you're talking about inspiring, and 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 it's a ricochet effect. And you're right; people do get inspired by the high performance element of the sport. But if you just again, you look towards the CW Run Club, um, and you know, led by obviously Mario, there's there's a whole group of them. Yeah. Everyone is getting inspired by one another, and this yeah. is what these things create. You are right; a kid walks out to his front door, watches Kip Chogi run past, but then also watches his next door neighbor who's been planning the last three months run to run the, and then he completes it. That inspires within your community. And that's what sports done so well in our country. And yeah. I think you're hundred percent correct, Wayne, with what this can do for this, yeah. the sport, the sports footprint in our country. And we, we, we experienced something a little bit unique this year. And I've never seen this before. We had Nick Youngquist and Ben Lucas. They were doing our community run clubs for us, right? The most we'd ever had at run clubs before this year would be 20 or 30 people. We had 350 people signing up. We had to take registrations for our run clubs because they were getting too big every week for 12 weeks all over Sydney. People wanting to be part of a community, people who'd taken up running. They wanted a, they wanted a support network. They wanted a social network. They wanted a bit of advice. And we've been able to connect with this community and expand the engagement with our community from one weekend to six months, right? <laughs> hey, Cameron. I love it. Did you hear that? Did you hear on Cameron? You, you, you know, you and I were innovators, right? I, we, absolutely. And and we got Wayne Larden, who's the master innovator. Absolutely. When we're talking in the in the space of you know bringing this Abbott's marathon. Yep. Now I'm, I heard I heard twenty people to three fifty. You know, yep. Uncle Steph loves to play in the commercial world. Yes. I saw dollar signs. As I don't know if you saw it, Cam. I, I saw dollar signs when I heard those numbers, and I thought we should have the House of Athletics Run Club, mate. I agree. Starring Cam Luke, Johnny Steph. Johnny Steph drives yep. the car yep. or the oh. scooter. Cam yeah. Luke runs with the, with, the, with the group of people, and I throw motivation. Okay. I have the speaker okay. throwing, and then we, we get Wayne Larden. He'll do the course for us. He'll yeah. become partner. That's a bad idea. JV with Pond Three. JV. So you might can't see it. Uh, this is all working out for us, so, Cam. So when I look towards you, when that conversation and Wayne finished, I looked towards. I looked deep in your eyes, <laughs> and I seen this, and then I thought, you know what, we'll do from here. I I am in. If you organise it now, before I let you go, Wayne, I, I, I'm just—I just want to go backtrack. Just, I'm curious about this. Of course, with the new, the new course and the new way that it has to be set up, how many people are, is an input? I, I believe you run this. You, I know you got a great deal of men and women who work with you, but like, mm. are you just chilling at home with a grey lead pencil and you know having a look at a map and just go, you know what, let's just do this myself? How many people are actually actively involved to change the course and to to get it to the to the requirement of which it has to meet? There's a, there's a lot of look. We we our team's grown from last year. We had seven staff to yep. twenty one staff this year, Unreal. right? So we've got hey, a team. Um, just before, just we, before. We so all, is that in? Is that is that just coincidence, or is it direct correlation to this and trying to make it a major? It's an absolute direct correlation yep. to the work we need to do to get into the Abbott World Marathon Major. So we have a really great team. However, we have to work with really great people in government as well, mm. right? 
the people that transport for New South Wales, New South Wales Police, Ambulance, Destination New South Wales, we work so closely together now with the common goal of bringing the majors to Sydney. It's so cooperative. And, and there'd be literally dozens and dozens of people just working on this course stuff right now, right, to come up with something that works, that will meet the criteria and allow us to get the majors to Sydney. There's so many people involved, so many people even beyond our team that have a really important part in making this happen. Love it. Uh, the excitement continues to build because – yeah, we Very touched, exciting. We, we, we touched on our original conversation, how about how great this would be. You knocked it out of the park. The runners and the athletes around the country, headlined by our very own Kane Corns, it must be said here at SEN. And from there, as you said, you've ticked one of two, but also probably 75, 80% down. So, Wayne, there's no doubt next time we chat to you, you're going to be even closer to this amazing goal of making that wonderful Sydney Marathon part of the Abbott's Major Marathon Oh, thank you, guys. Team, I, I appreciate your support. We'd love your listeners to come up and take part. If you if you come up, if your partner's racing, come up and get on the sidelines because that's another big part of the World Majors that we need to yeah. recreate here, and that's a big step, another big step that we need to achieve. It's not necessarily part of the criteria. Part of it is, but we want people on the sidelines cheering these marathon runners out. And we had, and this is a. I'll give you one more stat. Hit me. Just one stat. This is an incredible stat. I only found this out last week. My staff told me 48% of our runners in the Sydney Marathon this year were first-time marathon Unreal. runners. That's a great right? stat because it's only going to build from that, Wayne. Right. And these people are doing amazing things for amazing reasons, and we want people to come out and cheer them on for the incredible efforts they've made from being a non-runner to a marathon runner, and that's what we've got to support. And they're the amazing stories that come with the marathon. Love it. I, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, but big shout. You mentioned New York a couple of weeks ago. My sister ran her second. My best mate's wife ran her first at New York Marathon. They've ran marathons before here in Australia, and I've already said, and they have said in the aftermath of it, Sydney is next on the horizon. They've ran marathon in Melbourne together, and Sydney's next. So I'm going to lock it in, and then Johnny, Steph, and I are going to go up and watch. So there you go. You, you, you're appealing yeah, to people good. like us, Wayne, when you say we need spectators. So Johnny, Steph, and I are all over that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you, Thanks mate. Thanks so much. I love it. I love love your show. Thanks for having us on. Hey, congratulations for what has been a big step already. Quick break. Plenty more next. Definitely. Thank, Thank you, Wayne. Wayne, man. Thanks All for right, your time. Man. Well done, bro. We'll Steph, talk, you Wayne. Where? <laughs> Rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Get big brand fragrances at the lowest prices. This is the House of Aths. Oh, certainly is. Johnny, Steph, Cam, Luke, and Steve Hooker's back. Yes. Now, not in a traditional sense. I could sit here and tell you exactly what he's up to on Saturday night, Chemist Warehouse, Zatapec night, but I don't need to because he joined the crew, Andy and Gazy, a couple of days ago on SCN, and he told them all about a little bit of difference when it comes to something Imperfect. Um, oh, yeah, I'm having a bit of fun. I don't know. <laughs> maybe running a 400 is not the best definition of fun. But, um, but certainly training for one is good. And I've been doing it with three of my mates. And uh, we're, we come together to um, try and break a 40-year-old over 40 national 4x400 metre record. It's very niche. We're talking real niche. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. But of all the things to come back in, and you sort of alluded to it, 
My understanding, the 400, one of the most grueling, most painful yes. exercises that you, you'll ever want to partake in. What is the record that you need to beat? Oh, I actually don't know the time, but I know we've got an average 51.7 each over, over the four legs. So um, that's the number that I've been focusing on. And we've yeah, hang on, 51? Are you sure you got that? That's quick, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's not easy. No, it's not, it's not a gimme. This record stood for 40 years. It was set in 1981, I think. It's, it's been around, so and there were good runners that, that set it back then. So but, in two, um, it's not um, yeah. it's not too easy. So in terms of the like, half second in terms average. of the pain that you experienced, you know, in the lead up to being the best pole vaulter on the planet, uh, compared to the pain that you experience um, training for the 400, can you? Is there any comparison at all? Uh, no, pole, being a pole vaulter was pretty fun in comparison yes, right. to, to to lactic lactic training that you've got to do for this one. But you know, it's good. It's it's, it's good stuff, and it's at a good tempo. This this four hundred meter running where you can sort of do it in your forties and not break down too much. So no, it's been good. So tell us about. The, I mean, this is a this is a well established now and um, keenly awaited for every year. There's at a peck. Uh, tell us what we've got to look forward to. Is there one of the events in particular that your uh, eyes being drawn to from a from a track and field purist perspective? Um, from a purist perspective, it's the ten k's. Yeah, it's the national ten k championship for men and women. Um, so that's the one. That's 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 what wraps up the program. Um, they also have a. From my perspective, we've got the pole vault on. So they've got a. They do a teams event at the Zatapec. So they match up a, a guy and a girl um, as a pair. And they, the cumulative height that they both jump um, is who wins high, the highest cumulative jump and is what wins the competition. So I'll be watching that. Um, and aside from that, I'm pretty keen for the after athletics <laughs> entertainment, which is Peking Duck, who are going to take to the stage and nice. put on a set for everyone that's at the Zatapex. So it'll be a it'll be a fun night. Hey, what did you um what did you make of this going back a little while now? But um, we 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 because of you and and many others, we have this incredibly rich history in the pole vault and Nina Kennedy's the one now sort of the baton's been passed to mm. at world championships when she she and her competitor Katie Moon decided to that's it we'll share the prizes here um what what did you make of that is that something that's quite commonplace in pole vault uh, it's not commonplace I don't know if it's happened before I think it's the first time it's happened in in pole vault um certainly at a major um so, but but what is common is that they, they tend to be athletes that get along and have a huge amount of respect for each other. Yeah. So that's probably the starting point for a result like that. If you if you've got to have respect for each other and really want to share the dais with that person, um, and then I mean it, it it feels like it's happening pretty regularly given what happened in the high jump in Tokyo. Yeah. But I mean that's the only two times that it's happened at a major mm. that a that a gold medal's been shared like that. So it is is very rare for it to take place. And it'll only happen, I'm, I assume, when um, there's a lot of respect between the competitors. Unreal. Superstar, one of Australia's greatest pole vaulters. In fact, one of the world's greatest pole vaulters over the last decade or so. Steve Hooker back in a competitive sense on Saturday night. A very quick break. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Plenty more on the House of Aths next. <laughs> Rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Get big brand fragrances at the lowest prices. This is the House of Aths. 
Sports. It most certainly is now. All thanks to Kemba's Warehouse. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Johnny Steph, you said you won your five greatest pole vaulters and the five Australian pole vaulters of all time, and I had to give you the list. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, you've been, yeah, I, I do, and I know what you're about to do, and I don't appreciate it. Well, thank- and I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not my fault. We're out of time. We're going to get out of here. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We'll do it next week. I'll give the list. Enjoy the Chemist Warehouse Zatapec, the national champs, the Olympic trials on Saturday night. See you, Johnny. See you, brother.